Tennessee comes in here at a nine and a half point underdog. Uh, the last time something closed at nine and a half points on Tennessee, it was a folding chair at Georgia. So when you think about this game, what I want you to think about is uh, this is not the Tennessee team we saw last year. They win games on defense and a strong running game. I just think Georgia has more than Tennessee can handle this weekend. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 370 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I am back with my two co-hosts, meaning that Tony Waller is back in town. He uh, flew in from Vegas sometime recently. And boy, are his arms tired. And Will Leach is here. Apologies to smaller William Leach, who is not here. He's in school, but he did a great job last week filling in for Tony. But yes, this is the Georgia versus Tennessee Knoxville preview show, and that's what we intend to do, is preview the game among other things. And to do that, here's Will to get it all started. Thank you, by the way, for the listeners for um, uh, indulging William's presence uh, on the podcast last week. I thought he did a good job. Indulging? Yeah. I was afraid you wouldn't let me be back. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a good job, and uh, he was super excited when he left. He's like, "That did too good. I think I did good. Did. I did good. Did great. I, was like, I was like, yeah, you did. Oh, you're not a regular. We're going we're gonna to keep Waller around. <laughs> but um, Well, welcome back. This is the final of our three straight weeks of doing it in the middle of the day. With no booze. So yeah. if you're wondering, so if you think the last three shows have been better or worse than the usual show, tell Scott and then he can filter out the things that make us feel bad and tell us what you actually Well, it kind of feels like, you know, when you're at the bar and then turn the lights on oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. that girl I was talking to, yeah. not yes. so good. But was, Tony, you still uh, look fine. I mean, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm also that girl in the bar. So, um, <laughs> The uh, I think it's uh, it's interesting to me that we as we hear again third straight and I appreciate y'all accommodating me a little bit with my travel schedule doing this during during my lunch break. Um, I am excited about this game. Um, you know, one of the funny things about playing UT Knoxville on the road is that uh, everybody's going to point to well Georgia's on the road and that has not <laughs> they've you know Vanderbilt and Auburn and I floated this myself if you right and so. and it's not unfair. I'm frankly I'm curious about that myself. <laughs> um, although I will say that uh, there are, there are two things. One, uh, it's interesting how Missouri has become this linchpin in bolstering everyone's opinion about Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, because you know we. Georgia struggled a little bit against Missouri, um, and and I think all the three of us agree that that was a good win, one that Georgia gutted through not having their best game, and ultimately came through the adversity better for it. And then, then maybe Missouri's just really good football team, and Georgia's better than than that. Uh, after what they did to Tennessee last week, because I I'm, I'm sure y'all had if you if you've seen glimpses of that game, I got to watch a lot of it. I mean, it was a manhandling from from day one. I mean, it was. It really was like folding chair versus Kevin May's pinky. I mean, it was not close. Uh, it was not close. I mean, it was close. It was shot. It was. It was. Wasn't halfway through. It was all the way, all the way through. Uh, I actually, actually thought the chair was all the way through. Um, so we count those three. Cool. I uh, these refer- I don't think we had many of these references. Well, last. I've been holding them. Yeah. And um, but the thing that excites me about this too is that um, I think in order for Georgia to burnish the reputation as. Uh, a team that folks should be actively worried about outside of their Georgia and their two-time national champion, 
uh, back-to-back national champion hadn't lost in how many ever games, and I'm sure Scott has to be on that 27. Um, I'm always afraid to throw numbers out because I'm just like, I, get I just it. feel like I'm making it up because uh, it feels really weird to say 27 wins in a row. Um, I think a big win on the road against a team that people view as good is another feather in that cap, and, and I think that's a game that Georgia faces this weekend in Knoxville. We haven't seen, so maybe the people listening know where Georgia ranks in the playoff rankings. Again, it doesn't really matter, but I think it's still it's just, no spoilers if you're listening to this after they come out. <laughs> it's still, let's get. We'll put a bad review on our listeners page to let them know about uh, spoiling that for it's us. It's like Uber; you can rate them and they can rate us. <laughs> but um, I'll say, well, that I have an Uber story for y'all. If they, uh, at a certain level, though, it is kind of weird. Uh, just kind of just a, a, a self-indulgent way to see a team that's won 27 straight games and two consecutive national championships with a two. Next to the name, yeah. it feels kind of weird a little bit. I know it's just because that's what they've chosen. So we'll see what they do with one. But it does feel you're not hearing a lot of, you know, this Georgia team's just a little different than the other teams. And that's, you know, uh, they've had to pedal a little faster and not everything's going right. You're just not hearing that at all anymore. And why would you, the way that they've played the last two weeks? And that Missouri game, listen, I felt good about Georgia after they beat Missouri before Missouri. Yes, absolutely. Tennessee. Absolutely. So I think that like that confirms it even more. It's funny how how it's changed the perception of this game, though, right? Like, if, let's say like a game that uh, to remind you, Georgia did not play in; it had nothing to do with. Uh, if Tennessee would have beaten Missouri or kept it close against Missouri, this game feels like okay. Big test for Georgia, and now it feels like if Georgia like stumbles at all or like has one of their slow starts, they're like, "Hey, can we trust Georgia?" Because Tennessee has fallen so far after that Missouri loss, which I think it's. it's I think this is what happens with the number one team: is people are trying to find reasons one way or the other, and if Missouri does really well, that helps you, but it also now lowers Tennessee. So when you play this game and. You know, if they if if they don't beat them the way they just beat Mississippi, there's going to be this idea of, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, because and it's not. I'd like to say it's uh, it doesn't matter, but it's not an entirely academic discussion. There's a group of people who will go into a room and potentially decide whether or not if Georgia loses a game before the end of the, net re- uh, the regular season, specifically the SEC championship game, will they get into the playoffs still? And uh, so I. I it always reminds me of uh, who was the coach back in the day who um, um, would always lobby super hard after every game, all the uh, the committee or the voters or like like just afterwards like they Jimbo this, Fisher, yeah. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess all of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think even Scott Frost did this back in the day. I mean, day, I, back I, think, I think Nick's actually done it too. Yeah. So, yeah. And so certainly... Oh, Les Miles. Yeah, Les Miles, yeah. Yeah. Les Miles was really into yeah. it. And so, you know, that is... You understand why? Because it's not actually a computer that's going to decide this. It's going to be people, and we and we can talk all we want about they've made the case for themselves. The fact remains: the only way that Georgia can assure that they make the playoff this year is to go undefeated. And we've talked the last two weeks about the things that we would. I think we're. I think we're about to see some deer hump. <laughs> yep, there's just <laughs> bills. Oh, the the deer are definitely consortiuming. Yes, yes. Um, oh gosh, two big bucks. Yeah. Eight point six point. This is uh, this is like a video I was watching. Daily. Anyway, um, <laughs> similar to the sim- one. I'm very watching. similar. Similar, similar. A little, a little, uh, a little hairier, but only a little. Um, uh, anyway, so the, uh, we're looking at deer. More hump, antlers. Yes. 
Uh, point is, is that we're in the daytime and we can see all these things that are probably happening all the time when <laughs> we're doing it. Right. Um, but the point is that, like, you know, we can talk all we want about how Georgia's looked so good against Mississippi and look so and beat Missouri and it has all these things going and Bowers is back and all this excitement. There, it only matters if they make the playoff, and it only and I as a think about how differently we would. I mean, Georgia was fortunate two years ago to be in the situation that if they lost the SEC championship game, they were still getting the playoffs. We all knew it. That's why that game didn't feel tragic while it was happening because yeah. we knew they were yeah. already getting in. That is not a sensation. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Washington this week. We'll see what happens. You know, with some of the, there's still stuff that can happen. But we've also said this for two weeks, right? Like strange things are going to happen. A team's going to lose that shouldn't, and that actually has not happened over the last right. couple of weeks. And so, uh, perception matters. Um, so I kind of feel like. Georgia, the number one goal for Georgia is to win the, national, the third national championship, and you cannot do that without making the playoff. Every single thing that you can do, you have two more weeks before you play the SEC championship game, which you obviously win and you're obviously in. You need to be, I think they need to, it's easy for me to say, because I'm not a player that just went through these last two games, kind of big emotional games, particularly the Mississippi game, having everybody back, which I would like to talk a little bit about in a bit. But... You have to, like, you need to treat this game as you need to You put up style points. I think you have to. And, and that's tough to do for a road game, uh, even if it is a team that just got wiped out. But perception now, because of what Missouri did to Tennessee, is Georgia should flatten mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee. I see what you're saying. And, yeah. and I don't know if that is uh, fair, but uh, I think... Perception absolutely matters. Uh, again, hopefully they'll beat Alabama in the SC Championship game, and we will not have to worry about this. But until then, you do have to worry about it. And uh, I, I think uh, it's it's amazing how much you have to think about that stuff now, and I think it's important for this game. You know, historically, this is when Georgia plays Charleston Southern or Georgia Southern. or and The rest of the SEC oh, is doing that. Picking games this week for fun office pools yeah. or something. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad because we saw that at the beginning of the season where, you know, they're college kids. We understand they just don't get up for, you know, a ball state or even an Auburn as early as it was in the season. So I think that since they are playing their best football right now, go ahead and keep it rolling because they are going to be fired up for Tennessee, Georgia Tech, a de facto home game at night. You don't have to worry about them losing interest in that. And then, of course, it rolls into um, the SEC championship game. So I'm here for having a, an inloaded schedule. But this doesn't feel like... I don't think nationally this is seen as a test for Georgia anymore. I, that's, I think that's right. I, I get your point. And I think one of the things I hadn't considered until you put it that way is the way Tennessee went on the road and lost to Missouri coupled with uh, – their second half versus Alabama on the road? Sure. And then coupled with um, – coupled with like like – UT Knoxville is the last chance for Georgia to to show that they can do this away from Athens. Um, it that will matter, especially if you get in a situation where, like, let's say you know, heaven forbid, Georgia loses in the SEC championship game. They win out the SEC championship because there's still a possibility that they put an Alabama team that loses to the big that their only losses to the Big Twelve champion, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, Georgia stays home. I now I, I I am feeling less and less confident that they would leave Georgia out, but I think there's some things that that there are some unknowns today that will be known on December second or whenever it is they decide 
that that changed yeah, that. But there's only two weeks left. We can play this out a little bit. Right? No, yeah, that, yeah. I was just to get the schedule. I yeah. uh, but give me, give me, let me finish yeah, that sorry, one thing. Sorry. Yeah. So, so I understand, and I, I actually accept your your kind of thesis here that. A, a big win that Georgia needs to put a, a, a 28-20, even if it's a drubbing, but it's a close game like that, mm-hmm. does not impress in the same way that beating beating Tennessee the way Georgia beat Missouri. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi or or Missouri beat Tennessee for that matter. Um, um, so when you think about it, when in, in Scott, do you mind pulling up the college football playoff? So we know we know Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other. Yeah. Uh, the, Depending on the outcome of that game, it's altogether possible the loser of that game still gets in. Yeah, right. If that's that game, if that game is a thirty-one thirty barn burner mm-hmm. or you know 30, 38, 37, mm-hmm. last second, you know swing of momentum thing, there is altogether possibility that they they pull a one and three situation because the look the the Big Ten champions playing uh, unless it's Atlanta, they're playing a probably not the probably a greatly overmatched West mm-hmm. team, right? So there's could no, still be Atlanta, yeah, still could be Atlanta. Um, you know, it looks like Florida State's going to walk totally unimpeded. They're taking the Clemson path into yeah. the the playoffs, uh, and you know, this, like, beating LSU is not. I'm sorry, not going to the, yeah, going to the yeah. Florida State's are in their spot. If yeah, they, they, I, think, no I, I think that's right. Um, and then you turn around and look at the Pac-12, where you have undefeated Washington playing and playing an Oregon team that I think is the team I'd be most afraid of, to yeah. face right now. Um, you could end up in a situation where you have two one loss Pac-12 teams, both with good wins. You could have two, or you'd have, I mean, you'd have one loss, uh, uh, one loss Ohio State or Michigan, both with good wins. And you've got two spots already filled by the Big Ten champ in Florida State. Right, Florida State. So, and, and then, you know, basically you and have. We're only counting for Texas. Texas possibility. or the SEC champion. Yeah. Um, so I I think went out. Go ahead. Look, there's the, the ESPN has a college football playoff predictor, and so I selected Georgia. Right now, Georgia's at fifty three percent, which is which is the highest. No, 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 no they're fifth. I think they're even fifth. It aren't they? goes Michigan at sixty six, FSU sixty five, oh, yeah. Ohio State sixty four, Georgia fifty three, yeah. Alabama forty one. Okay, so yeah, so I selected they would win out. Uh-huh. Well, they went out, they're in. They, they went out, but then lose the conference title game, and it's a 27% yeah. chance. I mean, that's the thing is that, like, I mean, you talk about that, was it Georgia 53, Alabama 41? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it doesn't have to 100, but that's roughly what I think people consider the odds of one of those teams putting the SEC championship game. <laughs> like, 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 the basically, if Georgia wins out, they're obviously in. Yeah. So I think that's – and I think they'd be favored over I, Alabama. I could even make an argument that losing this week but beating Alabama puts them in. Yeah, um, I, I, I – Which I would have not made that argument three weeks ago. Well, let's, uh, let's run a different scenario. Okay. Scott's so out here running scenarios. This is us. great. Uh, with I miss Chad. One loss and their losses to Tennessee, but Georgia wins the title game. Seventy six percent, still yeah. higher than the if they lose the SEC championship. Yeah. yeah, so like it's it's wild. Like it is, and it's very weird to think of a Georgia team that by that point will have, if they get the SEC championship game, will have won twenty nine consecutive games. Yeah, and won two national championships in a row, and still be in the place where for the last time ever. By yeah. the way, because remember this is expanding next year. Mm-hmm. For the last time ever, the idea that one, it will just come down to one game against Alabama. I mean, just if you just kind of think about that, it's 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 kind of boggles your mind yeah. actually a little bit. The idea that through all of this, through all of what we're watching, what, listen, I feel great about how they played against Mississippi. Things are coming together. The Missouri game was a nice win. This team has been coming together for a while now after the worries of South Carolina and Auburn. 
it does not matter if they don't beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. And that is crazy. And the interesting thing, because Alabama already has their loss. It was early in the season. If they went out and win the SEC championship yeah. game, their playoff percentage of making is 92%. Yeah, right. So Georgia could take a loss and win the SEC, and theirs is at 78 Yeah. Alabama could just win out, and they're at. But of course, they will have just beat Georgia, <laughs> and and, and uh, Alabama's loss is presumptively to a team that is uh, it will play in the Big Twelve championship game. Um, so yeah, so I think it's it's just it is. I'm all the things that you would have wanted to have happened to ease this burden from Georgia. They just haven't happened. They just haven't happened. Now you need to root for Oregon State. I think clearly rooting for Oregon State makes a certain amount of sense. I think they're in the position where if Washington loses to Oregon State. We'll run that. They can can beat both teams. Oregon State could be, literally could be the turn in the punch bowl. Yeah. uh, We're all Oregon State fans. Georgia fans need to be Yeah, because they could beat Washington and Oregon in back-to-back weeks. But for what it's worth, I think if, if Oregon State beats Washington, remember, they're favored in that game. If they beat Washington and then Washington beats Oregon in the in the Pac-12 championship game, I don't think anyone's getting into that. Sixty percent chance in that scenario. If what? If Washington loses this week and wins out, mm-hmm. and wins the Pac-12, it's hard to imagine. I agree. That team getting over a getting over a Georgia in that situation. But the point is, things have to happen. Yeah, correct. Outside it's, of Georgia, it's not foreclosed. It's right. not. I mean, a foregone conclusion. And that's and that is again. I hark everybody back to two years ago. After that great season with all of the awesome things that happened that year and how dominant that team felt all year, when and Alabama beat them. Alabama beat them and beat them. I mean, it wasn't a blowout, but certainly Alabama beat them. Was in control. Remember, because we all thought in the first quarter of that game, like, oh, here we go. We're rolling now. And then that long touchdown happened, and then everything got rolling downhill. And uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that game. It's the last one that Georgia lost. It, it's the last game Georgia game lost. That, that they lost. It was 28 games ago. Yes. And so to me, that's the point, though, is that like even when you were watching that game and we were there, you did not think, oh, my gosh, this is ruins everything they've lost because we knew they were still in the playoff. There's, there's no such courtesy this year. And I think it's, it's something to watch as not as closely as you watch the Tennessee game Saturday, but I think almost as closely because our, it's very weird that the Washington Oregon State game may mean more for Georgia's national championship hopes than the Georgia Tennessee game. Correct. <laughs> and I think it's very much true. Yeah. And the, the other, I ran one more scenario where the loser of Ohio State Michigan gets in at a 30% clip. Yeah. Even if they don't make the Big Ten championship game, well, yeah, they, if they lose, I, and I think that's that's lower than I would have said. Yeah, right. I, I would I, have thought that's closer to fifty. Yeah. But okay, but I guess I guess they would go to the argument that whoever loses, they might give it to Alabama over them. Yeah, if they yeah. were to beat them, yeah. and then you, and then that also a lot for big for Texas. Like Texas could still get in there, and yeah. uh, so it's way it's crazy. It's absolutely but, crazy, and it's it's just it's added in, in a season where there's not. Other than South Carolina Auburn, there have not been a lot of stressful games. It has been a little undercurrent of stress throughout the year. That it really looks like it's all going to come down to an SEC championship game against an Alabama team that, by the way, hasn't lost in two months. Yeah, um, but all of that it could be totally made moot by just, oh yeah, they just winning, Tennessee. baby, just yeah. winning, yeah. just winning, baby. Um, you know, it's interesting. I alluded to earlier that the this UT Knoxville team is very different than the team we saw last year. They don't have the the high powered offense. They're actually 
deep, their defense is better than their offense, and, and neither's bad, right? They both they both are good. They are um, top third SEC on both offense and defense. They were, they were scoring within a couple of plays. It seemed like every game last year to yeah. start with Hyatt. And, well, every um, game until one Hooker, uh, <laughs> yeah. But and uh, but their big receiver Brew McCoy has been out for the he's out for the year. Yeah. So well, Hooker's just a different quarterback than than what they had last year too, right? But but does. Isn't um, Milton? Is it Milton? I mean, Milton, not yeah. Hooker. Milton. But he not Hooker. But he yeah. can throw the ball ninety yards. Remember? Yeah, he, he yeah he definitely can throw the ball ninety yards. <laughs> uh, so can Josh Allen. But um, oh, so that is uh, so one of the things I want us to be careful of is uh, um, you. This is how you know. Um, this is how you know somebody is is being lazy in their analysis. Uh, if they if the premise is oh, Georgia's defense looks kind of dicey, especially early in games. Well, yeah, but that's that, that's okay. We can live we can live in that world. But this 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 Tennessee team is built more to run the football and built more to stop uh, stop running teams than uh, than last year's. Like last year's team was, they were fine defensively, like middle of the SEC road. Uh, it would still put you in the top thirty, right, uh, or top twenty. Uh, but they were they were they're, they're better than that this year defensively. Uh, Offensively, they they want to they want to run. Um, you know that's. Uh, I think part of what they are able to do is they have better offensive lines. I will this I will say one nice thing about it about a Mays here, Cade Cade Mays, who is where's Cade Mays Cooper Cooper Mays, which is Cade Mays' little brother. Um, he is actually probably all SEC and potentially all American at center. He's a really really good offensive lineman, and I, I totally understand now why. Uh, Kevin Mays cut his own finger off to to go back in. Uh, I know he didn't do that. I know he just can't run a folding chair. But I mean, he did uh, do it. He just didn't purposely. He didn't purposely do it, <laughs> as far as we know. Uh, but um, it's, it makes perfect sense now why Tennessee fought so hard to get um, Cade Mays back in in Cade Mays eligible because Cooper Mays is that good. Um, and uh, and that that ends the por- portion of the program where I talk nice about about Cooper Mays. Um, <laughs> You know, but I, when I sit down and I look at the advanced stats on this game, Georgia Georgia offensively is just a really, really good football team and balanced football team. Um, I am I this, the, I am not trying to make this a full throated uh, defense of Mike Bobo or the hiring of Mike Bobo, but he has definitely shown that. He knows exactly the the toys he has in his toy box and which ones are best ones to play with at the right times, uh, and that was no better illustrated than last week. Um, he was nominated for the Broyles Award today, by the way. He was not. He was. He was named. Okay. Well, that's going to hurt some. Well, people. I mean, there's 57. That's going to hurt some people's feelings, though. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but the reality is, uh, he he has he not only, not only does he know know what toys to pull out and when to play with them. He has all his toys back, um, right? So I think that is also important um, for for us to think about and in, in how he can game plan against UT Knoxville. Also, Tommy Rees is also nominated, one of the fifty-seven nominees. Okay, well, probably wouldn't have happened at, uh, at Notre after Dame South Florida or after South Florida. So, um, you know, defensively, I. I well, I'll say it right now. We're not getting into predictions yet, but I, I fully expect Georgia to give up a touchdown in the first drive. Mm-hmm. Just what yeah. we do. It's Let's just not freak thing. out. Let's just not go ahead. Out. Go ahead, and that's almost like the automatic bingo box. Um, yeah. Go ahead and check that off. Um, but you know, I I think give those uh, Tennessee Knoxville fans some hope. Yeah, and Dolly yeah. Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton, some hope. Um, but I, I will say that that the one thing that is. 
I, I, the one thing I will say, and I said this on the Sunday podcast, is um, Glenn Schumann and, and, and Will Muschamp did a masterful job in adjusting the, the defense uh, to fit what Lane Kiffin was trying to do and stayed one step ahead of him. And you don't say that often about a, a Lane Kiffin coached offense. Oftentimes he, he gets out talented. Oftentimes he gets in a situation where, you know, for a couple of drives, uh, the defense figures it out. But every lever he pulled, they were ahead of him. Now it helped that Allen and um, who's the other freshman linebacker? Uh, Wilson um, both both grew, like grew before our right. eyes. They just did. Um, and, and I think that made a kind of a big difference. Uh, and the other thing I think made a difference is – uh, the corners and safeties just played their tails off. I mean, they just absolutely played. I think they played their best game of the season. Uh, they didn't start that way. They did not start that way. And not but, just in the first drive. They had two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, uh, yeah. Well, the first drive, the first drive really was a, um, first drive was the more impressive drive. Yeah, yeah. Right. The second drive was, okay, well, if you give up a 40 yard play, you're just, that's just going to happen. Um, and, and Mississippi came into the, into the game, lead the nation of that. You who does not lead the nation at that? Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee are much more closer to an efficient team than an explosive team than they were last year. It is weird because like that was the big case for them last card, year. Yeah. yeah, that was the pace for them last year. It's like that, that was what people were, were so worried. That's why game day was here. That's why it was the whole deal. It's Tennessee, this is a big moment. And that was the moment where you were like, wow, Georgia's defense is really good because they just stomped this incredible Tennessee offense. And Tennessee then would end up kind of careening off a little bit. Actually, I think it's actually something is impressive about Missouri this year is after Georgia beat Tennessee last year, Tennessee fell considerably. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, a different South team. South Carolina beat them. Yeah, that was a different team after Georgia beat them. And then Missouri comes back after that game and has the best game of the year, probably the best game in several years. Right. So, you know, I think I think that speaks well to uh, to Drinkwitz and what they're doing there. But and But, yeah, I think that – the the thing about this game is you listen. I we all picked Georgia to win that game last year, but you saw, you could see how Tennessee could have won that game. Not the way it actually turned out, but you saw a path. You saw Tennessee like they've been scoring like crazy. They beat Alabama like they were. It felt like it was all setting up for them to do that. That that's not who this team is, and I don't know what team is going to beat. Georgia, to me, I, I, I actually, you talked about Oregon. I actually would be more worried about an Oregon or even a Washington. Uh, I know people are really up on Michigan. They've been very impressive. But, you know, the argument against Michigan being Georgia has always been, well, they're like Georgia, but like a, with a little bit, like with oh, four Oregon, stars. Oregon's the team that scares me the yeah, most. Yeah, because they're explosive and tough. Yeah, they'll smack you in the mouth. Yeah, and um, while still having a potential yeah. Heisman Award Bo winner, Nicks, guys. Bo Nix. Just, just go ahead and get that out of the way. Absolutely crazy to kind of think about that Bo Nix at Oregon uh, could win a uh, – could uh, by, under former Georgia assistant coach Dan Lanning uh, could win a Heisman Trophy. I but, have not thought the comedic potential of, of Bo Nix, son of Auburn legend yeah. uh, Patrick Nix, who started his season, his career at Auburn going to – Oregon playing for a former Georgia and Alabama mm-hmm. assistant nice winning, winning a husband. Sorry nice to interrupt touch. you. No, it's a nice touch. I, I think it was. Yeah. It's a nice touch. Thank you for sharing that. But the type of, you know, it's funny. There's a certain level where people always talk about Georgia being like, you know, the former Alabama and North South Alabama. This used to always be the way, the only way you could beat Alabama was to have like a Johnny Manziel who threw for 500 yards. Or you had a you had someone that went nuts. You had an offense that was uh, like Leach could uh, could mess with him back in the day. You had an offense that went crazy. That was a, a mobile quarterback who could go crazy and beat guys. And that feels like the team that has the best chance to beat Georgia at this point is just outscore you like crazy. 
Ohio State almost did it last year. That was the that like that is if you're going to see a team that's going to beat Georgia, like if this if Michigan comes in and pushes Georgia around in a theoretical playoff game, then then okay, that's something that's good for Harbaugh. It's a hard thing to say out loud, mm-hmm. but like good for Harbaugh that he's able to do that. But generally speaking, the teams as a Georgia fan that most scare me, particularly the way that Georgia is starting to get it rolling a little bit right now, are the teams that can go big and explosive. And I, I still think Georgia can beat those teams, but that feels like the puncher's chance. This Tennessee team is not like last year's team. It doesn't have that kind of puncher's chance. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And when when you, I mean. I mean, just thinking in terms of what has to happen. Tennessee has to have their best defensive game against the pass and a good defensive game against the rush and also has to have one of their best offensive games, right? Um, and I still think they have to hope George turns the ball over a couple of times. Right. I mean, it's not saying we can't. We have turned the ball over two yeah. or three times in games before. And that's, frankly, I think that's why the Auburn game was as close as it was. Yeah. That's why Vanderbilt was as close as it was right. for a little bit, right? But that, that's a Beck that we haven't seen in a while. But no, that's not. That's, but that Beck still probably lives somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that also, when you are... When your path to victory as a believe me, I've sat through a lot of Georgia conversations. We've we've sat through a lot of Georgia conversations here having this. You know, if Georgia gets a couple breaks, or like yeah. if Georgia gets, you know, we I can see that one interception. You know, boy, Mac Jones, he'll throw an interception sometimes. <laughs> um, that's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. And and I am. This is this is fun. Oh my yeah, god, oh my god. it is fun. Um, but just when you when you when you think about. I, I keep reiterating this. When you think about UT Knoxville, it is not last year's team. They are um, they are not the team um, that is going to come bow up on you and hang fifty on you in a hurry. Yeah. Um, now, I wouldn't be surprised because that has worked against a Georgia a little bit, especially early in games. If if um, Hypo uh, the, the the great Pumpkin Junior tries <laughs> tries that a, a little bit, just because. Um, if you're going to run the ball against Georgia, you need to spread that defense out. Um, Missouri showed that they they could do that mm. a little bit by passing outside, and it wouldn't surprise me in the least if if they try that a little bit. And you know, um, quarterback can run some, mm. and, and and the more you can spread out the offense, the more you open up the middle. Um, and matter of fact, I'd probably I think they're well. And Jackson uh, Junkins had a longer run than than Darts. What what 17, 18 yard run? Uh, the one run he had. Um, but that happened because they were able to split the defense, get the, the, the zone in the middle like Mississippi was for Cooks. And um, you know, don't be surprised if they try to scheme into that a little bit. Um, but all what all being said and done, it's just I, they are still behind Georgia coaching. They're still behind Georgia talent wise. The one thing they have going for them is 103 uh, screaming uh, people. Bubba like, and Lulu, yeah, Bubba mm-hmm. and Lulu's and, and a bad in bad turf. I mean, that's what they got yeah. going for yeah. them, which okay. is not nothing. No, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. I agree with you. Uh, I think we all we also have some battle scars, and in, in, in not in the same way that Todd Gurley does. Uh, uh, I mean, Chubb does. Chubb does. Um, uh, some some scars over Tennessee Gaines past up yeah. there. Um, it, yeah. it has been not in a while, but it has been uh, kind of a shock. It's been eight bar. years since that game. That's how old I've gotten. Eight years. I, I I was totally so uh, a friend a friend of mine uh, recently or sent me a text. He's like. If you had told, if you had told me sitting in that stadium watching them tear down the goalposts in 2000, that Georgia would go 17 and six <laughs> against Tennessee over the next 23 years, wow. 
uh, I would have been like, no, that's just, that's yeah. not a thing. It's just not possible. Because <laughs> they had won nine in a row. They won nine in a row, including the first seven, oh, first eight in SEC play. I mean, SEC division. My play. entire college career yeah. Yeah. was yeah. losing to Peyton Manning and Heath Schuler. Yeah. Wow. And T. Martin. And T. Martin. Yeah. yeah. UT Martin. Yeah. UT, UT Martin. Martin. Nice. Not the same person. <laughs> um, so having, you know, I, look, this is, uh, this game, I think this game boils down to a couple of simple things and we can, can move on to, to talk about the things. Um, if Georgia shows up and executes even at um, higher than, higher than middle level, I don't see what Tennessee can do to win this game. Uh, if they show up and, and just execute at higher than middle level, because we saw them we saw them execute at middle or below level and win a road game against Auburn, uh, at least until the fourth quarter, right? We saw them execute at middle below level for part of the Georgia Vanderbilt game, uh, and they still won pretty big against Vanderbilt. Uh, and we definitely saw what happens when they show up and, and play the kind of game that is, is they're capable of against, I think, a good Mississippi team last week. I mean, this is this is exactly. You think about the early stuff. You know, we've talked about how what was the game? I think it was South Carolina. Well, we did. I, if we, I'm not going to go back and listen to the shows, but I think after the South Carolina game was our uh, okay. We just need to accept mm-hmm. that this is not last year's team or the team the year before. It's not the same. It doesn't mean they can't still win. It just means it's not that. It feels like that now, doesn't it? It feels it does. Like, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, a lot of people, a couple of smart people have said, uh, look, you probably were just dealing with a young team with a coach, yeah. with a coaching staff trying to figure out exactly what they had and how to use it. And a starting quarterback who, for reasons, wasn't starting before, yeah. right? That just needed to get the confidence. And I think I, 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 I'll reiterate what I said about Bobo, right? Yeah. I think Bobo now knows exactly what he has in his toy box and when, when what tools, toys to pull out and when. Um, and I don't know that he knew exactly what that looked like at the South Carolina game. And they figured it out at the exact time that Which you would the want them to figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I remain. If, 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 if. Uh, I, I think I still feel pretty safe in saying, and it might change my mind after this week's weekend's game. I still think this is the best coaching job Kirby's done, considering coming off two national champions, losing a two-year starting quarterback, losing an NFL's uh, starting defense worth of talent on the other side of the ball, and then losing your best player for two games, including probably your your biggest home game of the season. Um, I just think I think it's been masterful, and the team coming together the way it has is. Uh, I hope it continues because it's it's fun. It's fun. Like it, it is more fun. It's more fun now than it's been all year. Like this is the fun. Yes. This is this is oh, yeah. like it feels fun now. It feels like like you get that that charge even when they you know we always talked about that the the, the great defense of not just two years ago but from four where like it felt like guys were landing from the sky. It feels like that's starting to that vibe is kind of happening again after now. the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah after <laughs> the first round. After the first yeah. round. Well, I think the 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 series or sequence of the game against Ole Miss was the fake punt and how they weathered that because lesser teams, That's lesser coaching point. staffs yeah. crumble right there. They get the momentum, they pull ahead, and then it's like, hold on for dear life. That's a great point. I had not thought about that, how how they responded to that because Georgia had them stopped. I mean, it was – and that was a ballsy it was. play because it was, what, fourth and eight or something, fourth and nine? Um, and to pull it out there uh, and the way Georgia still you know, got a turnover on downs uh, – after that happened, uh, just really, I mean, look, Kirby has, has preached all season kind of consistency, and you know we we don't 
we don't this team does this team doesn't react to what's going on around them they react internally like I said, yeah. they're internally focused that was probably never more demonstrated that's a fantastic point yeah. it's well it's point. because in the past george has always been susceptible to the fake punt remember the splendable oh god you, against, oh, you brought it up was you know but it, it had happened before and many times it was almost like coach rick was that was his achilles heel yeah. sorry with all the achilles injuries but yeah well what are you gonna do but yeah, so good time. But yeah, so um, I don't know if we want to do the we want to talk one more thing. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to talk about Ryan Strickland, our yeah. friend, who. Uh, yeah, I like how you hold, held the picture up. Well, yeah, I'm just, I, was, I was like, that guy. Yeah, this oh, is Ryan Strickland, devil. everyone. Y'all should look up Ryan Strickland. Mm-hmm. You'll see his picture on the stricklandfirm.com. Uh, you will not see his picture if you call 1 844 GA Justice. But if you go to the Can website, you FaceTime him? I don't think probably that's how, not. I don't think it's how toll feed. I don't think the whole Watts lines work. People are like, what's a Watts line? Look it up, kids. Uh, but we do appreciate Ryan Strickland's support of the Wait and Sis Last Saturday podcast all season. Uh, check out Ryan Strickland if you need attorney assistance. You've been injured or hurt. You know, Ryan, Georgia law grad, damn good dog, uh, and somebody out there fighting for people's rights if they've been injured. So look at him on the StricklandFirm.com. And we're going to try to have Ryan join us for an episode Yay. sometime in the next three, four months. Love that. Or something like that. We're going we're gonna to get him up here and... Sit in with us. Yeah, before. he's he's a great guy. Yeah, we also had a few people uh, I saw at the tailgate, my relative tailgates this week, who were asking us, "Hey, are you guys doing a postseason thing?" Or uh, and and or because uh, we we've done them right. pretty regularly, and uh, we've generally done them after the Georgia Tech home games. Is right. the way it generally works out. This year does not. It lo- now we can all discuss. It's whether, like the Olympics; it only happens every two years. Yes. It, yeah. The, um, yes. Yes. That's true. Um, but or the euros um but i would say uh uh we we are going to sit down at some point and see if we can figure out something but it will not be after uh the uh, it will not be before thanksgiving well i'm uh, thank goodness by the way georgia tech's at night a night georgia tech game guys very very exciting i have to say we usually leave callaway garden at like 5 30 in the morning now now we can have lunch we're gonna we're getting a hotel we're, st- we're doing the whole deal now. So uh, two straight weekends of uh, staying in uh, Atlanta hotels uh, for Georgia football. That's not a, not a bad way to, to get yourself out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did not, did not know how that sentence was going to end. But, uh, that was fantastic. No, I'm doing, getting more Thanksgiving this yeah, year. Right, the yeah, games yeah. at night. I'm yeah, you don't have more. to leave early. Yeah, but uh, it will, I've, I'm very curious to see what that place looks at night, like at night. It's real it's dark, pretty. It's, it's, it's darker. It's, but it's, it's still, a good still, still, still Georgia fans. It's darker. The, the lights are brighter. Yeah. I assume they have to change all their light bulbs. It's been so long since they had mm-hmm. a night game. Um, no, but, it's, it's a good if – you, if you ever sit on the – South side of yes. their stadium. I already have my tickets. Deck, I got there. You get to see the whole Atlanta. Skyline. As a general rule, I, every time I've gone, I've always sat on that side because yeah. you want to be able to see the skyline. It's, yeah. it's cool to be able. To it is is it's, it's cool to see yeah. the skyline back there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Are you are you guys are you guys going? I'm not going. No, I'm efforting. Yeah, I had I had, had thought about trying to go. I uh, in. It's just with all my travel, I am. You, got, I'm you should actually, sit at home for a little bit. I'm actually happy to to just sit at home yeah. and watch this game because I'm going to the SEC championship yeah. or plan to. So two weekends back to back to Atlanta, and then um, actually I have to. <laughs> I have to. I'll be flying back on Friday night of the SEC championship. I'll be flying back wow. for another trip. So, wow. um, yeah, that's why. Why I, I, I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Mm. So two consecutive weekends actually where I'll be coming from the south part of Georgia yeah. uh, because uh, we, are, we have a friend's 50th birthday party in Columbus cool. on Friday before the SC Championship game. So I'm going to get very used to uh, heading in Atlanta from the south side. 
Yeah, we've been doing a lot more 50-year-old birthday parties. Yeah. It snuck up on me. It happens. I wasn't prepared for it that. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I got one coming in a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. You do? Not you and Kirby both. He, he is, I believe he's two months younger than me. Huh. I believe Kirby is two months younger than me. I think he's December 75 to October 75. I was born literally the day before Saturday Night Live started. Wow. Yeah, so which is why I really hate it when they do their anniversary shows. Well, you've had <laughs> So I was born roughly two weeks before the bicentennial of America. Oh, yeah. yeah. You make it to the tricentennial? I like her. Yeah, I'd yeah, love let's to. Go, let's go for it. Just try it. <laughs> I was born 13 months before we walked on the moon. <laughs> yes, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, last thing I want to talk about last weekend, I want to emphasize once again, I said this on the post-game show, I really loved... I. I loved seeing Rick and Bennett yeah. back. I mean, it was, it was Jordan Davis was great. Jordan Davis was Jordan, but like it felt like having Jordan Davis just, just naturally is just awesome. Like he's with the, with the Red Coats. I, I, I was glad they got to do all that. And it's in Kaylee Ringo, just everybody you would want to be back to have that connected to this team where they've lost all those guys was very, very cool. I will say that though, the emotionally seeing Rick and Bennett back, uh, considering what they've kind of, uh, uh, not only gone through Rick, what he's gone through, and kind of what Bennett sets and I appears to still be going through, because again, he's not with the Rams and has not. Uh, if you saw him on the board, he looked. Um, I would say he looked. He looked like a guy that's been through something. He wasn't wearing any red and black. He yeah, was wearing green and, I, and brown. And I, 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 it's again. I, we don't want to speculate too right. much what's going on. Stetson. It's a private situation, but certainly. Um, when you see uh, uh, from when you, I've had friends who uh, who have theoretically gone, th- maybe be have gone or are going through something that Setson may be going through right now, and um, there is a certain calm and almost and almost an uneasy calm that you see with them, and they like maybe make like a first public appearance mm-hmm, somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, I. I I was happy he seemed to be doing well. I want. I actually thought about that he wasn't wearing red or black, and I actually wonder if that was a, if that was a choice, a choice, yeah. and not because he didn't care about Georgia, but just because it's. I mean, think about what that guy's gone through the last. Whatever, like, it's been yeah. a lot. So uh, you know, I think uh, uh, he just the, a little bit of that cocksure Stetson thing wasn't there. And um, I wonder if that's uh, been a little hard earned. But again, that's probably the end of the speculation on that. Yeah. A couple of things here. Uh, of course, Georgia versus Tennessee, Tennessee, Knoxville. The series is uh, Georgia leads at 27, 23, and 2. Uh, Georgia also is 13, 12, and 1 all time playing in Knoxville. They've gained ground on that a lot recently because it used to be a, a not very fun place to, to go as a visiting fan. We're almost 20 years, well, not 20 years to the day because they used to play this game. You know, in September uh, or October, not late November, but the Sean Jones play yeah. in 2003, where uh, Tennessee's up four, 13 to seven. I think, I think I think Georgia was up 13 to seven, but Tennessee was driving at the end of the half to make it 14 13. Okay, and then the fumble happened. Larry Mudson lost his mind. I was there. I was sitting behind uh, Tap Bennett. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I tell him that every time I see him. I'm like, I was sitting behind you in that game. I didn't know you then. Yeah, my wife lost her mind, too, uh, <laughs> yeah. in that play because of Casey Clawson getting hit. Yes, so. Casey Clawson was the Iceman uh, reincarnate that uh, everybody loved to hate. But, yeah, that was kind of an – it popped up on, on Twitter today. Just uh, listened to the Larry call, and it was classic. Um, that That's one of those plays that stays in your mind. We've gained some ground on, on Tennessee in the past uh, – 10 years or so. We've had six wins in a row um, versus Tennessee. And out of those 27 total wins, Georgia has win streaks of four, four, five, and five to make up this series. So what that tells you is these are chunk wins. It's yeah. not back and forth. It's very rarely have they traded wins. Uh, Tennessee has win streaks of two, two, nine, three, two, and two. That nine one sticks out. We referenced does, that earlier. Yeah. That was, so what years are that? That's it was like ninety to ninety yeah, or so ninety one. Eighty eight to because they didn't play a couple years. Eighty eight to to ninety nine. Eighty eight yeah. to ninety nine. Yeah. So I think it was eighty eight. So it's right in the strike zone for you then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was my, two of my years of college yeah. and in my three years of law school because we started playing them every year in ninety two. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you'd go up there, or they'd be coming here, and you'd start bargaining on Tuesday uh, yeah. about what you needed to yeah. what could happen that would possibly give Georgia a victory and and you you knew all along that you were just uh you were playing yourself as DJ Callis said um the win streak thing got me thinking there are 18 teams in the country both power 5 and group of 5 that Georgia does not have win streaks on because of course, currently after beating Ole Miss, mm-hmm. we now have a win streak over everyone in the SEC. Over everyone in the SEC. So, I have a list of eighteen oh. teams here. Eighteen. Eighteen teams not in the country. Okay. That okay. Georgia does not have. They no. have that Georgia has a current losing streak. That's too. good. That's a good question. Like the that. most. The most. There's two teams with that Georgia has lost three in a row to, and I think uh, maybe both of them Georgia's never beat. Okay. Uh, and then there's a couple with two, but the rest are just one Okay, this will be kind of fun. So see if you can try just... little I'll start. Okay. Texas. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that was... That's the... correct. That was um, easy. That's where I wanted to start. I'm going to take a flyer here and, and pick at some old wounds. UCF. Good call. 2010, that was the bowl game that we lost. Okay, well, they beat Nebraska in the bowl game. Uh, that they played them last, I believe. So it's not Nebraska. Um, Actually, you're wrong. They lost that last game. So it's Nebraska. They lost. Oh, they the they beat them. And, and then, then they, they lost. lost. Then they the lost. Okay, so Nebraska. Okay. They, they lost that. in 2014 to sure. Nebraska. Okay. Um, I, thought they won. I thought they lost the first one and won the second one. They I think won. they won the first, first one. Okay, lost Nebraska did. Uh, UCLA. No, no. But there's another... USC. USC. It's USC. That's okay. one of the they, – they're 0-3 lifetime versus oh, okay. USC. They've lost in 1931, 1933, and 1960. Okay. Okay. Can you tell which are the most recent ones? Um, Texas was yeah, yeah, the yeah. most recent. And then Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, there was one in 2010. There's one in 2011 and one in 2009. 2011. Is Boise State? Boise, oh, Boise State. God. Yeah. Yeah. Boise State's one of them. They lost in Atlanta when Georgia wore those abomination uniform of uniforms. Um, let's see. The Boise State's had quite a fall. They have. Uh, they fired the coach. They fired the, yeah. Uh, the 2011 team. That was Boise State. 2010. Oh, 2010 team. That was a terrible year. Oh, that's right. Um, 
One of the greatest catches made by a Georgia wide receiver is not celebrated because Colorado. Lo- Colorado. I was AJ Green. Yeah. Yeah, that was his return game. He caught in the corner of the end zone and lost to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. here or was that in No, it was in Boulder. Okay. You were there. Ret- That's awesome. That was a return game, yeah. And then another one on the road, Big 12, 2009. On the Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. That, that too. They have a one-game win streak versus Georgia. Um, uh, this is a, this could be an awesome epic revenge tour. Yeah. So <laughs> let me go ahead and just read out yeah, let's hear the other ones. Um, who, who we got to kill? Yeah, so, who, are the, who are the others? With, let's start with, with three. Three, Pittsburgh. Okay. Oh, wow. 1975, 77, and 82. So that's that around Marino sense. time. Yeah, that's two That's two yeah. Sugar Bowls at least. No, two. that was Penn State. Yeah, two Sugar Bowls at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're down to the twos. Boston College. Oh, the, uh, the Bowl games. City Bowl. Yeah. Lost two in a row to Boston College. We have also lost two in a row to Wake Forest. <laughs> huh. Uh, 1944 and 1979. Okay. Um, and I like this question. Then yeah. there's one more. With two, it is a service academy. Uh, Air Force. When, uh, when was the last loss? The last loss was 1957. The first one was 1916. Navy. Uh, Navy. Yeah. Navy. And then the, all the rest of them are one loss. Um, you've got West Virginia and oh. the Splendid Bowl. Oh, God. <laughs> you, got, you got Syracuse, I think, and probably the Peach Bowl I think in 89. Peach Bowl in 89 or 90, yeah. Yep. You got Stanford in God, 1978. I went to a lot of bad football. Games. <laughs> oh, this is a bad one. Jim Donnan's first game. Who was that? Eleven to seven loss. Was I remember because it was dumb, my, like William Mary or something. It's right? very dumb. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and oh, then man, Rice in 1936. We do not have a win streak against Rice. Rice was something then. Though. That's why Daniels went there. Yeah. He, Michigan State in 2012. Oh. Oh, was that a bowl game? Yeah, it was a bowl game. Okay. And then finally, Miami of Florida in 1966. Hmm. Wow. I like this. That's a good question. And also, I remind you, Mm -hmm. you've never beat Illinois. Never. Never, ever. Never played them. I don't have to beat that next sentence. We've never beat Emory either, so. Um, And And then Washington is still the team, the highest profile team they've never played, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, we'd guess so. Washington, Utah. Illinois. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa. Never played any of them. Um, I don't think they've played Air Force. No. Uh, so the other, the final bit on this is uh, congratulations to Missouri. They went four and zero versus the state of Tennessee for FBS football. They beat <laughs> UTK, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. Memphis, and MTSU. All okay. of the the Power Five or FBS. FBS. Yeah, F- all the FBS because UT Martin and UT Chattanooga yeah. are both FCS. But I mean, we transitive have the we transitive have well. I guess if we beat UT Knoxville, we have the transitive win because yeah. we beat them. And the, all four of those games were in Missouri. One was in St. Louis. Memphis was in St. Louis. The yeah. Three were, yeah. Well, I thought it was Vanderbilt in Nash Vegas or in Columbia. Let's let's just pick one. Yeah. Columbia. Yeah, I'd definitely pick one. Yeah, yeah, definitely okay. one of the two. Now on to the Passion Autos fun office pools. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, uh, Passion Autos has been really ramping up their social media. They've been getting a lot of trucks lately and they have been moving off their lot very quickly yeah i saw uh, i saw this morning at uh robbie's he has a has a step aside silverado real sharp truck if you're into trucks but and if you get the um oconee magazine like the neighbors of oconee or uh, there's two of them but they get delivered around oconee you'll see them on the cover of this month's and the photo was taken by me Oh, so uh, I'm now doing the photos for Oconee Magazine. That one over there. 
uh, which is a different family, is uh, one that I took. So if you get those magazines, I know I look through them. Do you have anything else that you want to promote? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Um, uh, yesterday I released a, um, you know, a lot of times if you, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Joavi Films, it's a lot of Georgia football stuff, you know, of me watching the Rose Bowl with my family or the national championship or just some highlights, uh, you know, some YouTube shorts of uh, Brock Bowers or Stetson Bennett. But I kind of cut my teeth with video stuff with doing documentaries. And I'm proud to say that one of my most favorite documentaries that I've ever done, uh, we released it yesterday. And the title of it is called Keeping Betsy. And it's a story uh, of my good friend, Dodd Farrell, who is the mayor of Winterville. We've done probably four or five videos together of him playing uh, with his band, The Dedication of the Winterville Auditorium. Bill Barry was in the band um, in the videos with those. Those are those go back to like 2018 that we had done. But he asked me last year to come and film a documentary for him and his bandmates, uh, they're called Social People, and they were doing this and writing brand new songs that helped to, I guess, honor and commemorate his cousin Betsy, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And it hits close home to me because my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's years ago, and she's still fighting it. Um, but it was really a cathartic experience for me. The music is great in it. I guess the testimonials from Dodd and um, Betsy herself and even Jim Cregan of the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, he's in the video as well. It just really set up well and it was a fun one to make and it was one of those that once I started getting in the edit, it just kind of all came together. Um, so I'd love it if you went and watched it. I'll link it in our show notes page, but uh, you can find it just by searching Juavi Films on YouTube. It was really good. It is good. Thank you. It's Thank good. You. As as you noted, it is uh, show it to your mom. Good. Yeah. I, I immediately yeah. sent it to my mom. So. Yeah. And she's a wonderful resident, so she right. has a. I think she's got a uh, a mom crush on Dodd Farrell. So, yeah. How could uh, you not? Yeah. So there you go. Let's do uh, Pashano's fun office pools. All right. So the leader in the clubhouse is still Al Rowe, um, ninety six and thirty four overall with six hundred ninety points. Panic Dog is right behind Alaro. Uh, then you got K Dubs, only eight points. Falling behind. back. It feels like she's maybe losing her stride a little bit. By yeah, I'd say her dad's in her head. Yeah. Also, last week was, I mean, for like, I only missed two games last week, and it was the number one and number two game. So I lost only three points, Ooh. and I still finished like, like 25th. Like yeah. last week, last week kind of went according to plan mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and you're uh, you're currently ranked 14th with um, go Will 664 points. Fifth place. Uh, this is a new person putting points on the board. Scott is handsome. Is in, and that's not me. And, and you know, I found your a, burner account. This sounds a, like a name change to make sure they get they get they get tossed on. There's a lot of Scots in this world, but there's no Scots that are under the age of 38. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Nobody names a kid Scott. No, no. There's no Scott. Is I think there's one Scott, and he's a junior in my son's um, high school. But uh, yeah, Scott is handsome. Is in fifth place. So good luck, Scott. Um, but some others of note, uh, you've got Julie Moondog at 26th place. So she's uh, coming up the line. Seth Johnson in 38th place. Tiff Willie in 45th place. Between her hedges in 46th place. <laughs> mm-hmm. William Leach, the goat, 57th place. Oh, he's not making a run. 
But, I, um, I, I noticed you've seen a lot of names that are below me. Yeah. I just couldn't help but yeah. notice. Walker, 34, is in 65th. He's basically doubled up because I keep sinking into the hundreds. Uh, I'm trying to find Tony Walker. I'm in the, the, the 90s. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Did not have a good week. Yeah. Then you got, uh, you know, you're kind of holding court with guys like uh, Billy Joyner, Shan, uh, Red Crate, Polar Shark. So good yeah. luck with that. Good company. Yeah, it is good company. So we will make the picks for this week. And it starts out once it loads all the way down in Miami. And you've got Louisville mm-hmm. visiting the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes gave them a close game last week, Florida State. but uh, Yeah, weirdly, with their backup, well, I don't know who, which one's the quarterback, backup quarterback, but the quarterback Van started. Dyke. Well, Van Dyke didn't start. Williams started, but he got hurt, and then Van Dyke came in. Um, Florida State's really kind of setting themselves up to be the um, TCU. I guess they won a game last year, so we can't even say that. But <laughs> yeah. like the Michigan State I, I'm of. Glad you uh, brought that up. They yeah. do have the vibe of a team. Whoever gets that one seed's going to crush them. Yeah, they do have a vibe of a team that made it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they, I, I did, of course, you know, Georgia can't plan on losing to them, but um, yeah, they do have that vibe. I, I do think, uh, I, I think if Georgia does win out, they will be number one, even yeah, if what yeah. uh, happens. I, I think there would be value in getting Florida State rather than Michigan or mm-hmm. Washington slash Oregon. I agree. So you got Louisville? Uh, I'm taking Miami. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm taking Louisville. I am too. Then uh, the big game, I think uh, game day is now all the way out on uh, the West Coast and is it Corvallis? Oregon State and Corvallis? Yeah, because Oregon's in Eugene. So uh, Washington, 10-0 going to Oregon State. Is it 300th? Give me the beefs. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to. And I actually was on the way over here. I was listening to uh, Nicole Arbach's radio show on uh, Sirius. She had Kelly Stoffer. Kelly Stoffer. Oh. Old name from the past. Was he like a journeyman quarterback? He was a quarterback. He was good. I think he was with Washington or Washington well, State like back in the day. was like good. But. Yeah. Um, he briefly played for the Seahawks and Cardinals, I believe. Um, Kelly Stoffer. Uh, like but uh, he, was, he was making a persuasive case uh-huh. for Oregon State in this game. I do still kind of feel like Washington has not looked as great as they have been for the last as as as, as they did at the beginning of the year lately. So I think that's making people think they're more vulnerable against a team like Oregon State than they actually are. Mm. Um, I'm going to take Washington. This that time. is great input, and you've almost changed my mind. But I'm going to still take Washington. That's right. Don't listen to the guy. Although it bugs me that on the front of their helmet it says "Dogs" D A W G S. Well, they're Huskies. I know it. Yeah. All right. Then we've got. Uh, I can't write husky. They could. <laughs> it's only six letters, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's not. So it couldn't be a wordle. Could not be a wordle. Okay. H U S K Y could be. You know, I'm at 80 consecutive wordles. Very proud of myself. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, low key, um, the other game in their connections, that's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I'm so fun. obsessed with my wordle. UNC at Clemson. Clemson's favored by six and a half. I think you just got too much Drake May in this. And, uh, oh, good man. UNC puts Clemson at risk of finishing six and six on the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Every time Clemson plays a great game, they turn around and screw it up. My first thought was, yeah, this, is, this could mean some trouble for North Carolina. But, yeah, Drake, you, you had me with Drake May. I'm sorry, I'm playing connections now. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm taking Clemson. Okay. I'm taking Clemson. I think that's a good idea. They're favored. Mm-hmm. Then you got Utah at Arizona. Arizona is hot, and they also would be 
potentially ranked a lot higher had they not lost to Mississippi State, who just fired their coach. Uh, Dude, along that was a weird. That yeah. was a weird fire. They didn't give them enough time, but we'll get to that. Uh, I do want to. I do want you to speak uh, some Jimbo talk later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know they, they fired Zach Arnett and Jimbo and Zach. Faced off against each other, and both it's of them got it's fired. It's almost like, oh, well, you're going to fire your coach for feeding us. I guess we have to fire our coach. Everybody's firing coaches. Everybody's you get a firing, fire. and you get a firing. I think uh, the Wildcats win this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're bearing down. I mean, could I, can I make a dead cat balance joke here? Uh, yeah, give me the Wildcats. I'm taking Arizona as well. UCLA, Southern Cal. I think UCLA is going to whip that ass. UCLA or USC? UL- UCLA. Oh, I'm taking USC. I am too. I thought UCLA looked like weirdly bad last week. Oh, like, I just I I do too. I'm worried lost about two in a row. Yeah, like Kelly's like I thought he would have that going a little bit more than he has going. Yeah, but I, I, the reason I say that is Lincoln Riley had some like really really bad coach speaks. Like guys, we're only like three or four plays from ten uh, and one. That's what Dabo does, bro. Your your defense is bad. You actively hate defense, and you can't admit you hate defense. Right, 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 right. That's the problem with your team. And I'm I'm here for it. Maybe A and M hires him. So I am my first connections. Thank you you never play connections. I've never played. Well, it's not I, play, easy. I play every day. It's not easy. Um, I like connections. I am not going to do what I usually do. I usually pick Illinois just because of my friend Will. I can't do it. Uh, Iowa is going to uh, strangle them. The first, this is a race to first to seventeen points. I think Iowa wins. Someone is underappreciating five hundred yard throwing <laughs> John Paddock. By the way, five hundred and ten yards, five hundred and ten yards, second longest in uh, most in Illinois football history behind uh, former um, New Orleans Saints quarterback Dave Wilson and ahead of. Uh, Tony Eason, who you may remember as the quarterback of the New England Patriots, who got stomped by the uh, True Bowl Shuffle And who is Bears. not Jacob Eason's dad. It's not Jacob Eason's No dad. relations. No relations. Uh, and uh, for the record, by the way, can I just say, Lad McConkey does not look like the Broncos McConkey at all. <laughs> like, there's no relations. The, the, there's no the relations. Giant, I know, the giant. They're not, yeah, they're not relations. But it feels weird because like there's two wide receivers and McConkey is such like a specific football name. Mm-hmm. But then you actually see them. They don't look I mean, George Bobo is not related to Mike Bobo. Yes, and uh, it's true. Um, wait. Um, not George Bobo. Wait a minute. George Bobo is his dad. Yeah. Right. Uh, whoever the Bobo that played wide receiver for you, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean uh, Don Beebe? No. This is actually Cam Bozo. No, that's no, there's name. There's actually no someone named Bobo that played for you, Okay. Right. Anyway, um, I would love to pick Illinois in this game. It is still on the. They got a chance to make the Big Ten Championship game. It's actually a, not a terrible chance if they win this game they only need like one other thing to happen really? for to win the Big Ten Championship I think they need Nebraska to lose this week and Minnesota to lose because I know Ohio State maybe because they're all tied they're all <laughs> yeah. I mean have you seen the Big yeah. Ten West standings like there's Iowa and then there are literally five teams at three and four right? that are three and four and five and five yeah <laughs> like so they're all right there um, but uh, Illinois lost to Nebraska and they lost to Wisconsin so it's it's you need things to land but uh, I can't do it but my I, again I said I said this on a post game show a world where Michigan beats Ohio State, gets through all of this, and Harbaugh comes back to play in the Big Ten Championship game and loses to Illinois, you will never stop thanking us. You will never stop thanking us if that happens. It's not going to happen. I I think the first team to 11 wins here, and Iowa's the only team that can get 11 or (laughs) 
I think uh, I would like to. I, that was crazy last week. Iowa, the over under for Iowa was twenty five, and they didn't hit it. I think it's twenty by themselves. Yeah. I think it's twenty. Or no, they hit it by themselves. No, it was twenty five. They only got twenty two. Wow. It's twenty nine this week. Oh, they're crazy bastards! I would take the over. That's, uh, that's my too. role standing. I'm taking. I would take the over in that game. Okay, uh, heading down to the Big Twelve, uh, Texas at Iowa State. Is this a trap game for Texas because they've been kind of wobbly? I will. I will say. Um, I haven't done my picks, the formal picks I make. So take this with a grain of salt concern in the 90s. I think there is a possibility that Texas loses the game. They didn't, they did not look great last week. Um, Ewers back. He, yeah. And Ewers is back and he had, to, he had Ewers, to have, Ewers. um, he had to have a cr- crazy good catch by AD Mitchell mm. to like to, to secure a first down to keep the clock moving at the end of the game to win last week. And Iowa State is better than TCU. Um, why not? Let's do it. Go Cyclones. I can't do it. I'm picking Texas. But, yeah, this is when we're talking about our games mm-hmm. of if you want if you want the path cleared, the brush cleared a little bit for this Georgia, this and the Washington are, t- are yeah, and I'm not Look, I, I've picked against both those teams. It has yeah. nothing to do with what I want. Yeah. It's just yeah, what I think is going to happen. Think. Yep. Yep. I say hook them as well. Uh, now, uh, down to the flats at Bobby Dodd, Mark Rick, Hyundai Field. Uh, they are hosting Syracuse in a night game, so they get back-to-back yeah. night games to end the season. Both these teams are hovering at 5-5. Five and five. They both are desperate to get that bowl security going. Um, I think Tech does it. I think Syracuse is pretty terrible, and Tech's on the rise. And so, yeah, why not pick the Jackets? Pencil Tech in the, in the pinstripe bowl, guys. I think is it pinstripe bowl? Whoever it is. Uh, I, I, for the record, I think there is a bowl with the Big Ten and the ACC, and the, they'd be around the same spot. Yeah. Illinois-Georgia Tech bowl game would be kind of fun. I will confess. Would you go? Uh, depending on where it is. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, I think um, CBS has Illinois in the air, whatever that bowl in Arizona and Phoenix is against USC. Oh, that'd be a Rose Bowl <laughs> matchup from what, from 07? 19, 18, uh, uh, 19, 07 and 19? Yeah, 07, yes, because 84 was uh, UCLA. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... I feel like picking Georgia Tech to win is a sucker's bet because every time they win, you think they're going to win, they lose. Every time you think they're going to lose, they win. I'm going to go ahead and take them, but probably lower than everyone else is. Okay. Did you pick? Yeah, he picked. I okay. picked. Yeah. All right, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, I guess, has an interim coach this yes. week. Uh, they need to beat Southern Miss, and they need to beat Ole Miss to become sure. bowl eligible. Um, Southern Miss is a great opportunity to do that or to start that uh, quest. So I think, uh, yeah, the Bulldogs beat the Eagles. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Pizarro Dogs. I'll take Mississippi State as well. Kentucky at South Carolina. Kentucky has. Uh, Wow, they look terrible against Alabama. South Carolina, uh, you know, good luck to them, but I think that they lose and become ineligible for bowl considerations, even if they beat Clemson next week. Give me the cats. I will also take Kentucky. Florida at Missouri. 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 <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> Florida's five and five. So, yeah, they lose to Missouri and uh, FSU. <laughs> they don't get. <laughs> they don't get two weeks of bowl practice. They don't get two weeks of bowl practice. Nine and a half days. Though, for the record, you, we do need to be rooting for Florida in that game. I'm sorry, but we do. In the Florida State game. We need to be rooting for Florida. Oh, oh the Florida. Oh, I thought you meant this game. Oh, no, no, no. In the Florida, for that final one. We need to be rooting okay, for fine. Florida. Yeah, we we'll, be, we, we, I wouldn't say root for Florida. Yeah. I mean, just be okay if... No. I won't be as disappointed if they win. I, do, I think you actually have to actively cheer for them. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. but I think you do. 
I'll wait till the what, next what week. Is that chair for what is that? What is Florida State, by the way? Next week. I know, but like, do you have a time? Oh, I don't. Yeah, know. it's on the probably noon. It's on the it's on the SEC's uh, inventory, so yeah, it's probably yeah. Up. Check wait, check that. So. Check that. Uh, then we go. Well, go ahead. What, what does it say? Uh, my, oh, okay. Uh, you know, right. the ESPN app always lags. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. Yeah. All right, Georgia at Tennessee. Um, like we said, you know, it used to be a tough place to go up to. I would predict that you're going to see a ton of Georgia fans. Not necessarily a takeover, but definitely a vocal minority, uh, much more than um, the Ole Miss fans were in Sanford. I was kind of taken aback by the lack of Ole Miss fans. What's the time of it? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Okay, so Florida Seven. and Florida State are 7 o'clock next week. Um you know, I feel like as I look back on my anxiety levels for every game that George has had this week, I feel like I've, it's been a pretty good predictor because I keep reminding y'all that I almost felt queasy or sick to my stomach the week of the South Carolina and Auburn game, and that kind of you know showed itself during the play, even though Georgia ended up pulling them both out. I felt good about all the other ones, and I feel good about this one. I don't think that they're going to blow them out. Spreads 10.5, which was similar to what the Ole Miss spread was. And, of course, Georgia blew out Ole Miss. I think you get some, you give them some credit for being in Rocky Top. Maybe they get some, some cheap stuff in the first half. But Georgia pulls away and makes it pretty easy in the you fourth quarter. You can get quarter. some cheap stuff in Knoxville. No, I know. I know. Uh, let's say a final score, 37-18. to 18. I'm only three weeks away, by the way, from my first ever trip to Knoxville, but I'm going to a basketball game because Illinois will play a basketball game the week after the SC Championship game. It's a lot of orange. Yeah. Is, is that orange? As an Illini person, that is not orange. That is what is it? That's all Illini orange, orange? Yeah. Illini orange is actually somewhat similar to Auburn orange, but Tennessee orange is not. Tennessee's more muted. It's, yeah. I think they call it burnt orange, but I think it's mostly. Texas is burnt orange. Yeah. I mean, you call it road crew orange. Yeah. Road is. crew orange. That, yeah. that works. Yeah. Road crew, if you don't really, if, if it's okay if the people can't see you, because <laughs> it's not really bright enough to make it. Like, it's not hunting orange. Um, Which is actually ironic. Maybe, yeah, it would make it tough. Yeah. Um, this feels, I wouldn't say a letdown. I do think, I know it's at Tennessee and there's excitement that comes with that. These were two like pretty emotional games that they just kind of had against big against really good teams. Tennessee is not as good as either one of the teams they played, and it's on the road. It feels like a game. It feels a little bit like um, I can see this being closer to the Vanderbilt game than the Mississippi game. Um, not to say that they'll play terribly like they kind of did for a lot of uh, Vanderbilt, but a game where you never really sweat Georgia losing this game. But, you know, it's the third quarter, and you're like, you know, I'd really like us to have taken care of this by now. Mm -hmm. And they just haven't. Uh, So I'm going to go with Georgia 27, Tennessee 14. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think there's no doubt Tennessee's going to score a touchdown on their first drive. Um, I think that's the thing that's just going to happen, and we need to go ahead and get resolved on that. Um, I will say that um, I I think this is going to be – I, I feel your. I had not thought about your theorem that you know Georgia probably would benef- be beneficial to to really blow them out here mm-hmm. on the road and get the the big signature road win. I think they will win. I, but I agree. I think it's going to be a game that is um, not quite as as um, good as the, the Kentucky or the the Missouri no, uh, Mississippi games. Definitive, right? Um, but I can't I can't ignore the fact that. I don't think Tennessee is as good as Missouri. Uh, and I know Georgia is better than Missouri. And 
uh, you know, I think there are too many things that just have to happen that Georgia has to actively do to let Tennessee stay in this game longer than than two quarters. Um, so I will say that, guys, if you don't if you don't show up at Neyland Stadium at least with one folding chair, um, I'm going to be very disappointed in Georgia fans going up there. Can we get? I would like. Here's here's your here's your Pepsi challenge to our WSLS listeners. If you are at the game and you take a picture of yourself with a folding chair, yeah, yeah. we'll figure we got to give them some. But be careful of your fingers. Of okay. course, well, no, because we know how to handle those. We're not. Who doesn't know how to hold handle a folding chair? What kind of buffoon? We have when some the, uh, leftover uh, t-shirts. Okay, cool. Yeah, t-shirt. let's you get a t-shirt. That's if you're a medium, it. yeah, first first one, first one. I think a I'm missing t-shirt. my old. How many do we have? Can I, have I think like yeah, you can have one. Okay, yeah. cool. You have to pay me for it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> So, um, dang. Um, so I, I am uh, a handout. I'm not a charity case to all. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of handouts, you know, you can't <laughs> consortium, uh, with only nine and a half fingers, according to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia wins this game. I, I, I always feel like I'm middling at this season. Uh, let's call it 34 to 20. Um, and in a game that, a game that we're happy with, um, in, probably is not as close as that score looks but also we don't we don't really get it going until later in the game i mean the next two weeks have a feel of let's just not get anybody right, hurt right, right which is a crazy thing to say about two road games against teams that are going to go to balls yeah yeah we're, yeah also because remember we are five weeks ago we're like man the schedule is really yeah. not doing any favors and it's Possible that that we do end up playing seven bowl I do feel. I remember that this was the game I was I was most worried about a few weeks ago. Yeah. I find myself less worried about it. Now. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, um, we'll be back with some actual bourbon uh, next Monday night. So uh, uh, back to normal to tape then before uh, before Thanksgiving. So uh, Tony, have a safe trip. Have a safe flight today. Thank you. I and uh, it. we'll get back to it. Otherwise, until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Like Will and Tony said, they will be back on Sunday with the post game of the Georgia versus Tennessee Knoxville game. And if y'all are heading up there to, uh, I don't know, Calhoun's or the Tennessee River or wherever you go in tailgate, do it, do it right, do it right, have fun, and um, be loud. I mean, that's basically it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on campus sometime next year, but maybe sooner. Who knows? Maybe for a parade. But uh, until then, and as always, go dogs. Is that a half a finger under your chair? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs>